0: In search of the Cybertonium needed to revive the energy-depleted Autobots, Spike and Carly follow the runaway Dinobots to Cybertron. There, they encounter their deadly foe, Shockwave. And that was a nice recap. Quick, to the point. And I still love that narrator, despite one of you pointing out that he sounds like Harvey Firestein. Hey, shut up, man. Two things, though. First of all, maybe I just didn't notice this in the previous part, but Shockwave is actually carrying a tiny version of himself in gun mode here. This... Just opens up all sorts of questions that I dare not ask. Secondly, it's pretty clear to me that Spike and Carly were vaporized. So while the show might try to cop out and tell us that there was no explosion at all and that only the car got disintegrated, I'm sorry, that's simply not what happened. They didn't get out of the cock a car! So I'm just gonna do this review as though Spike and Carly were killed. I refuse to acknowledge their presence for the next 22 minutes. So after Shockwave blows up the humans, he starts shooting around his office area haphazardly for no good reason. I guess four million years in that little area has made the guy a little stir-crazy. I don't blame him. Man, this show is just so much better without those annoying human characters. Why didn't I think of doing this weeks ago? The camera goes through a crack in the wall and we spend a little time touring the guts of the Decepticons' master computer, which is kind of neat. Back at Autobot HQ, Sparkplug talks to nobody and looks at a computer simulation of the master computer. You'll note that that's Decepticon with a K, the well-known Dutch faction. Actually, it looks more like he's playing one of those side-scrolling, jumping, and shooting games where you jump on platforms floating in midair and beat up bosses at the end of each level. Yeah, we'll go with that for an explanation. Meanwhile, Megatron threatens Shockwave, who can't send his cybertonium to Earth because his computer is malfunctioning for some reason. This ranks up there among Megatron's more useless threats, as Shockwave is both the guy being threatened and the guy withholding the thing that can enable him to stand upright again, much less carry out his threat. But being a loyal toady, old One-Eye pretends to be intimidated and swears he'll get right on that computer thing. Some danger doesn't happen, since the humans are dead, and we press onward on our unmanned tour of Cybertron, which is just fine with me. I love this place. It's about time we saw more of this. The Dinobot Swoop, remember those guys? The ones who deserted? Finds his way to Wheeljack's old lab and nearly gets blasted by this stray laser gun that just happens to go off by itself. Fortunately he's alright. Swoop tells the story of the Dinobot's inevitable capture to, I don't know, the walls or something. Dinobots were put to work in the Cybertonian mining camp, but Sir Swoop bravely ran away. And now he's wandering Cybertron, talking to himself. Because there's certainly nobody else here he could possibly be talking to. And let me just say, it's a good thing there aren't any humans. Otherwise, the fact that Carly's broken ankle is a huge plot point and then suddenly just disappears nine minutes in. Carly! Your ankle! You're not limping! I... I think it's better. Would be super irritating. So yeah, good thing that never actually happened. Swoop takes a ride in this kick-ass Cybertron subway and ends up finding a storage room filled with the Autobots' primitive ancestors. Sort of like visiting your dad's tool shed in the family mausoleum in a single trip, I guess. Have I mentioned how much I love all this Cybertron stuff? Seriously, just move the story here. Forget all that earth mess. I want tube trains and wrecked up old cities and junked up old robots. And primitive booby traps for some reason. And movies! Swoop and his imaginary friends make their way to an ancient archive library or something and watch a little film on the ancient history of Cybertron. And then Swoop bitches for 12 and a half minutes about how Rhino messed it all up. I mean, they added a tiny sound effect where there wasn't one before. Me Swoop feel irrational fanboy outrage. Actually, the movie is less a documentary and more a piece of Autobot propaganda, discussing the fact that Cybertron was once a planet of peace until the tyranny of the Decepticons ruined it all. Yeah, didn't we just learn not to be fooled by misleading video in the last two-parter? Swoop, you're smart enough not to buy into this crap, right? Me not know that before. Oh, never mind. Shockwave's sentinel things Trek swoop down, and since he damaged his wing trying to save a couple of guys who weren't there, they capture him this time. He's taken to the cybertonium pit where his friends have been mining, and eventually works out, entirely on his own, that they're under some kind of mind control. He undoes it, again entirely on his own, and the Dinobots wreck up the place and sail up the tubes without using a train. Without a train! Man, that's badass! Then they just sneak behind Shockwave's back, steal his cybertonium, and head home. You know, now that I realize this whole evil Decepticon shtick is just propaganda, it occurs to me that the Autobots are a little more than vandals and thieves. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, and it's a good thing Spike and Carly died way back at the end of the last episode, because otherwise we'd have to sit through a condescending scene where they're made honorary Autobots with little medals. That's right, Chewbacca doesn't deserve a medal for help blowing up the Death Star, but Team Useless gets medals for making Swoop's life more difficult and pretending to break bones when it's convenient. Or, you know, they would if they weren't dead. Which they are. I saw it happen. And now it's time for this week's science lesson. Even though Cybertron is built to scale for giant robots with no squishy internal organs, it still apparently has a breathable oxygen atmosphere. And I say this because of all the explosions, not because any humans survived to breathe here. Because they didn't. Even though Dinobots not like it, we take orders from you now. Until next time, me Grimlock no feel like it.